says to Santa Claus <laughs> says if you don't get your reindeer out of here I'm gonna kick your jolly ass what did Santa say to you when you said that cause the Santa I know doesn't think that kind of shit he said first of all Michelle don't talk with uh, Hershey kiss in your mouth cause that's it's rude it's kind of what I thought he was gonna say and then he says you're not getting anything from me anyway, you stupid cunt. Because that has been Santa and Maya's relationship for a long time. A long time? Mm-hmm. Like since a childhood? Or are we like teens, 20s? No, Santa's never given me anything that's worth anything. Fuck worth. you, Santa Claus. Holy moly. Ho, ho, holy moly. And I was a good girl. Never. No. So it I makes sense. I think you're a very good girl. Have yourself... A merry little podcast. May your topics be fun. From now on, we'll look at pollen in the background. And we'll stare at his hairy little chest. chest. <laughs> All New addition to the podcast studio. Uh, I promise you'll see it. I, I'm i getting videos out late, but God damn it, they're happening. I'm sure you're going to make sure that becomes a video. <laughs> you didn't just sing beautifully for nothing. I didn't. Hello, everyone. Welcome it's to Couple of Critics Podcast. I'm going to talk over you because interrupting us is what we do. I am Michelle. <laughs> I am Sam. Sorry about that. Now you're eating Hershey's ho-ho-hos. Why are they called ho-ho-hos? They're just Hershey kisses. Because they it's- look like Santa hats. They do look like Santa hats. I never picked up on that. I thought they were just ramming two colors together, but you're right. They do look like Santa hats. That's kind of what Christmas is. It's just ramming oh, some colors oh, together. Oh, you're right. I rammed yellow and red together. Ho, ho, ho. It's magic. Do you feel like you want to... Ho, ho. <laughs> <laughs> never believe. Ho, ho. I stole your joke. It's fine. Uh, I know. Are you wanting to feel Christmas a little bit more this year than normal? Uh, I did buy some smaller trees than the one we have, which the one we have is pre-lit and it didn't light on its own anymore as of last year. So we had to throw some lights on it. Didn't really love how it looked. So I just decided to use a little bit of a smaller tree um, and I decided to set up a tree for the podcast so it feels i i you and i went without putting a tree up for the majority of our relationship until a chunk of time ago okay i don't remember that but i can see that happening and it wasn't until we lived at pam's and she had a tree and we put it up or i put it up because did we go oh the glow (laughs) yeah and it was really nice and oliver liked it clarence liked it so it was something that just kind of immediately because there was a part of me I remember saying that I wanted to get a little bit of that spirit back. And I've always enjoyed looking at lights and driving around and things. Uh, so I I think I've put up a tree every year since. Yeah, I think so, too. And I also enjoy the like warmness of the holiday season. I may not like 
believe in the God thing, but I don't think you have to like put it's, that into isn't it. it. I just technically it a as, pagan holiday anyway. I hope so because I love pagan holidays. Hail Satan! But <laughs> I, and Jesus wasn't born in December. Like, it's just like Thanksgiving. Like you can be a a dude who can you know put your foot down and say like. This was the genocide of the Native Americans and blah, blah, blah. You're celebrating, like, the stealing of land. But no one is celebrating that. that's not what I'm celebrating. I'm just, like, I'm... It's a few times of a year, of the year, that, like, forces you to get together with people that you might like. You might not like, but seems like we get together with people that we like, so it's fun for us. Mm -hmm. And uh, it kind of just makes you get together, especially when it's, like, cold. I think it's a seasonal depression helper as well. Because it like makes you remember like why you shouldn't probably kill yourself this season. You know what I mean? If you have people to share that That's time true. with, yeah. And if you don't, maybe it reminds you of maybe you should kill yourself this season. Don't do that, and don't make me responsible for that. I'm not responsible for that. I don't give you any leeway to say that I'm responsible for that. Let's be realistic. Most people don't celebrate the actual reason behind most. Uh, holidays. The reason behind the season? Yeah, and, but then some people also in, have their own interpretations of what that is. For me, just like you said, it's just getting together with family, enjoying food, mm-hmm. enjoying each other's company, and kind of reminding yourself of what like the importance that people mean to you. Here, here. We are in agreement. Yeah. All hail the tree. And your family does stuff. So I've only ever done stuff with your family for a long time. Uh, my, I like to invite my sister and her kids and stuff. But no one on my side of the family does anything. So My family used to do a lot bigger things. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, oh, excuse me, that water I've been drinking right before the a podcast has come up. We used to get like... Bigger get togethers where like uh, the whole family got together, you know, the extended family. I guess that's more of what I mean. Shit. Everyone's little families does stuff. Yeah, but that... like my dad has never organized anything to get family together under any circumstances. <laughs> <laughs> my dad is, I... is fine not being connected if to I, anybody. If I had children, I am your dad. <laughs> that's why we don't have kids. I'd be like, I had to organize stuff. This sucks. I just don't think my dad's beliefs coincide with how he actually wanted to live his life. <laughs> oh, Jim, Jim. What? Oh, I didn't. Jim, I don't Jim. think he wanted to have kids. He just had kids, and here we are. <laughs> that's just. That's just life. That's biology. That'll it's be a science. fun conversation. <laughs> I, I'm sure it won't happen. My dad is the least confrontational person I think I've ever met in my entire life. Good, I like. And that. I'm not shitting on him, but he's he I, he would be the person to like organize because it's usually like the older people who do it i don't think my dad has ever even as kids like we never we always went to someone else's christmas thing like nothing has ever been orchestrated or put together i feel i'm with him but i assume most just single guys don't do that they kind of rely on more like families to do the family thing and i would feel like i'm obliged to go like my preference might be can i just not do anything can i just like stay here (laughs) if i was a single dude you know I think I mean? you'd still like to see, like, your mom and Pam and Robert. Nope. I didn't put Bob in there, because... Because he sucks. No, he doesn't. Bob sucks. He absolutely does not. My brother sucks. He doesn't even listen to this, but I... I could pick I, my I brother up brother. and bend him over my knee. I mean, break him. I don't mean bend him. You could bend him, too. I could break him over my knee. He's a wimpy, girly man. 
crack. You couldn't even do that to his child. His child at this point is 16 and could do that to you. Why do I laugh like Chucky now? Because <laughs> you're a big, strong man. Because I'm a big, who, who redheaded, ugly freak. Break other men over your knee, apparently. I'll crack him over my knee. Like a nut. Like a... I'll crack him with the jaw of my mouth like a nutcracker. I would like to do a podcast update, by the way. Okay, what were we updating? The very last episode that we did was with Pam. We did This is Spinal Tap. Oh, yeah, I need the people to know about this update because I know it's about to happen. Okay, so this has stuck. It's stuck! She's a fan of the tap! I'm a fan of old Zaddy... Christopher she Guest. Wants to fuck Christopher Guest. <laughs> a seventy-five-year-old Christopher Guest still has it, as far God as I'm damn. concerned, and I don't know why. I like again, <laughs> never expected it. It has held. Um, I have a, at it's least chin. one it's the thing that I don't have. It's that chin. <laughs> it's not the chin. It's the lips, which you do have. I like pouty big lips on a man. I, I want it to look like it's going to be fun to kiss you. No, and, and do I look fun to kiss when I smile? <laughs> you like to just—it's <laughs> you get upset if I say anything about it, but you literally push me into the fire of saying <laughs> something about it. If you say something nice about me, I'm like, no, I'm ugly. Watch. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. And then if you're like, look at this gap in your teeth, I'm like, hey, how stop. dare you? Why would you ever say something like that? Oh my god. I don't know. I'm just repeating your I know, observations, I, know. I suppose. I'm a fucking mess. You're just a, you're an want, emotional man. I want to be around people, and I don't want to be around people. Mm-hmm. I want to do stuff, and I don't want to do anything. I think most people probably <laughs> feel that way. I know I do. I'm going to make shirts that say that. I want... <laughs> I want to be around people, but I don't want to be around people. Something like that. That one sucks. And then moms Let's would go back put it the on their tumblers, and, to what I and it'd be like glitter floating inside of it. You know when I put a podcast or a, a post up one time saying I won't do tumblers? I'd take that back. I'd probably do tumblers Didn't someone now. ask you? Oh, I think someone has a joke so that they want to do I think it was Tumblr. probably my current boss. Oh, he, well, he's not on social media anymore because he let someone take over his uh <laughs> Do you know what account? they were posting? Did I tell you what they were posting? No. It was like decapitation videos and like child pornography. That's insane. Yeah. And then that account got shut down and he tried to get another account. And then they oh said that uh, he already had another account and they shut that account down too. And he just wants his business account back. He doesn't even care about the personal account. He likes the not. He doesn't. He's fine without seeing all that shit. Like yeah. when I took a Facebook break, it was great. You just, mm-hmm. It's just like you kind of have to have it if you want to promote nice. stuff nowadays. It's just so addictive when there's nothing going on. That's true. Because if you're if you just if you open a news app, which I've done many times, and scroll through that, it's gonna be stuff that's typically not as lighthearted. And sometimes you'd want to kind of thoughtlessly scroll and come across like nice things, mm-hmm. not necessarily bad shit, even though there is people complaining. It's hard to, I don't know. Facebook is like our time. So it's, it's for old people, but it's for us. So that's I've never, where I spend most of my time. never thought about the benefit of that. Like just zoning out and watching things that make you laugh on TikTok instead of zoning out and, make, and reading things that make you angry. Probably have a higher outlook on life if you're just like, no, I just watch all these funny videos and people are hilarious. Instead of being like, I watch the news and everybody hates each other. And I hate everyone. <laughs> or reading like Facebook, because, you know, like Facebook and Twitter, where you can really, and even Instagram, where you can like really put your opinion up. 
and then people can engage back with you. His TikTok's just like a video, right? There's no like commenting. Uh, there are things there. Are, there's commenting, but it's is not there? the biggest. Is it like you're a fat bitch? Shut up. Not from what I've seen, because Good. I think that they are very tight. About, on about bullying and insulting and stuff like I that. I don't. Uh, just about trying to keep it a fun place, lighthearted. Because I was, I made a video once with while I had a joint in my hand, and I just, I, I just put it up to my mouth while I was recording the video, and they within minutes took it down and Damn. said, absolutely fucking not, you cannot be smoking anything in what a video. They sent you a message. No, uh, they, yeah, there was a message that said that that it was. It violated their uh, no smoking rules. I think it was because it was a rolled cigarette. Yeah, but you know, I bet no smoking of anything. Uh, I don't know. I'm sure if old Wanda on the street with three teeth had a cigarette in her hand, it would probably be okay. Hey, I Wanda think it was because down it was the road. More direct. Gotcha. Well, let's get into why yeah! we're here. Let's open doors to talk about what we're here to do. Did that work? I would like to erase the last 10 to 15 seconds of what happened. Yeah! Uh, Jesus. (laughs) All right. So we are a review podcast, like I previously said. We provide each other with, you know, something to listen to each week. And uh, last week we had a guest on, but not this week. This week is my week. And I decided to uh, give Sam something that I was very unsure about. It's something that we've listened to together. Something we've kind of chatted about a little bit, but not too much. So I'm interested in getting into this episode to kind of talk a little more. So I gave Sam the album Morrison Hotel by The Doors. Woo! And on that note... Oh, God. What note do you think that was? Woo! I can't identify that. So this was their fifth out of six albums. Oh, Jesus. B. <laughs> Good job. There you go. All right, let's start this with Roadhouse Blues. Let's do it. So there were never actually any hit singles from this album, hmm. but there was one double-sided single that was released, and it was, I believe it was You Make Me Real was the A-side, and Roadhouse Blues was the B-side. But this still got radio play eventually, and people enjoyed it to some extent. So, some things about The Doors. This came out in 1970. Okay. Early in the year before this, All right. Jim Morrison was on stage, and he was drunk. And it says in front of a crowd of nearly 12,000 people, he was charged for indecent exposure as we're all kind of you know aware of so i guess it sparked a uh, march for decency oh no i didn't know that part i didn't it. either I so mean, i always knew about the famous you want to say it incident where he's gonna like probably pull out his penis and it's still debated to this day if his dick was actually out or not so but. after that happened they had released the soft parade album okay which their producer at the time had recommended they kind of go into a different style. So they had more like horns and strings and things like it was kind of made. It kind of was seen as like a departure from what they did. So when they put this album out a year later, 
this was seen as kind of a return to more of their traditional sound. Like blues, roots. Yes. Yeah. But people already had a bad taste in their mouth from Jim Morrison just shitting on their reputation at this time. So the Soft Parade <laughs> did not do very well, okay. I guess. All right. And uh, this one didn't do as well as they wanted it to, because I guess the Soft Parade took a ton of time and a ton of money. It was just highly produced. It was unlike anything else they had done. So, uh, And then I think Jim Morrison also wasn't involved in the writing as much because he was so fucked up that other people kind of took over him. So, yeah, this was like a return to them being more themselves. Um, but it was kind of, did it, but it tanked? It just wasn't as big as they wanted it to be. Their first three albums were the biggest of their career. Okay. But some people really love Morrison Hotel. Some people yeah, call this their favorite. Do you know what a number album this is? Is this like five? <clears throat> yeah, this is five. Okay. So after this, they did L.A. Woman. All right. And then he died that year. He died like right after that album was released. Huh. This is why I love doing this podcast, because to me, the way I got into the doors, it's all just big anthology things where like I didn't really know albums. So to me, all these songs across all those albums were hits. Were hits. Mm-hmm. Were like popular. I love finding out that like Hendrix and stuff wasn't as big as we think it was, and then like they kind of get mythologized. Is that what I want to say? Yeah, even this is Spinal Tap wasn't a hit at all. Yeah. And it grew a cult following over time. And I guess this album was their most successful album in the UK. It charted the highest, hmm. but it wasn't hugely successful over here because, like I said, he was already shitting on. Well, he took his dick out over here, not over there. People were upset over here. Well, and people didn't love the sound of the last, which I I enjoy the soft parade very much. I do too. And we listened to it the other night, and you said when I think it was a certain song was playing, you said that you kind of wish I had chosen that one instead. I think I was just in the moment because... and I Yeah, I think that's fine, but I don't think it's a bad album. Yeah. But we also are looking back on all of this and ingesting all of this at once <laughs> instead of being there in the moment when it happened, plus all the scandal and things that were going on at the same time that might kind of change your idea of that. Because I assume... I think people idolized Jim Morrison and put him up on this pedestal that he maybe didn't deserve to be put on. That I think maybe if you were there more at that time, it would be like you're either kind of like you're under the spell or you're not. And you're just like, he's a fucking dick. Yep. And that's kind of more the idea. Like, I think I kind of I understood when I was younger kind of more like the spell and the whole thing of like the doors because I was really into the doors for a while and then I completely fell off with the doors. <laughs> and do, do you blame me on that? Do I have a hand in that? I don't blame you at all because I know that music like that is liked very much by your family. And and by me. Yeah. I was very heavily into into the doors. I think that we both just moved in directions kind of away from the doors, but I honestly also think that they maybe weren't technically that fantastic i think they had some good songs and that they were entertaining but there are so many other bands out there that i just like more i think and it's not even necessarily against the doors because now that i'm kind of revisiting it i like it very much Mm -hmm. but it doesn't have a sheen anymore that it kind of did where i kind of held it up a little higher than i do now 
what is your opinion? Because you also... We'll play the next song, and then I'll tell you this. as well. Well, I wanted to ask you a question before I moved on to my opinion, but you can still play the next song. What do I think of Roadhouse Blues, since mm. I didn't really talk about that song? Uh, oh, sure. You can say that, too, really quick. Uh, that song is fine. I enjoy it. I, I've always liked that song. I, I think it's fun. I don't think it's the strongest song on the album. I think it's a good intro. I think it's a song a lot of people think of because it was the only one that was released like single wise as a B side. Mm-hmm. There wasn't much put out on this album. So I think if people were like, yeah, I like Roadhouse Blues. But I think Roadhouse Blues is a great intro song. You know how there's introduction songs to bands? Yeah. Like when I was younger, that's the song that would have hooked on me. And then later as I get older, maybe the more artsy, weirder darker stuff is going to be like oh no that's actually what i like and maybe even more the horn stuff like you were talking about but i still want to ask you a question before i get into my okay. doors thing we hit playing the next song sure Please. waiting for the sun Ooh, yeah. oh and there's also one thing i want to talk about but ask me that question i just wanted to ask how you got into the doors because i don't i don't know if your dad got it into it I don't, or if you just found it on your own kind of like the way you did Led zeppelin mm-hmm. were you just doing it on your like Search of music. Yeah. Your and then I was I started smoking weed. Hippiedom a little bit. And I just started kind of going in that direction. And my sister always had an influence on my music taste when I was younger. I wouldn't say so anymore. Mostly because I don't really know. And I think we mm-hmm. do share a lot of similarities anyway. Um, That's a heavy fucking riff. Yeah, there were people who talked about how when the doors do what they do on this album well they kill it and they're like the best at it and there's some parts of it that are like really heavy for that time Mm -hmm. and i think that like that part in a song like this stands out oh very much i love that part so i will actually say before you tell me your opinion because i don't want to forget this i didn't realize that this album was actually recorded in two different parts so the first half the side one is the hard rock cafe the second half being Morrison Hotel. So there are people who say that they like the first half, the Hard Rock Cafe, better than the Morrison Hotel half because they feel like it doesn't flow are as we gonna, well. Are we going to go on break on those halves? Yeah. Okay, so I'll be able to tell you whether I like the Hard Rock Cafe. Or is it the Hard Rock? It's Hard Rock Cafe and Morrison Hotel. Is that why Hard Rock Cafe is called that? I think it already existed. Okay. So did the Morrison Hotel. Gotcha. So, Sam, what is your relationship with The Doors at this point? The Doors, I have known my entire life. There are two artists that, while growing up, everyone in my family on the uh, Williams side and the like, True Isard side, uh, Jimi Hendrix and The Doors. Mm-hmm. It was all shoved into my face, but I liked it, so it worked out. So, like, I remember going over to my cousin's house. He had carved into his wooden table the big Doors logo. Wow. Like, my cousin Ryan had the big anthology with the book that had all the lyrics. We would just sit around and listen to the Doors. So, I remember being on, like, the primary school, uh, what do they call it? Recess area. What the fuck is that called? We go in playground. playground? Playground. I was out on the playground, like, singing to myself, uh... What the hell's a fucking name? She lives on Love Street. <laughs> lingers long on Love Street. I have a memory of being on the playground singing that song. So I had the doors. That dog it's is driving me crazy. very, very distracting. Mm-hmm. I can't think with the dog yeah, in the I'm background. Same. I think in her mind. when this song uh, is turns off, maybe we should bring her back in the house. I agree. Um, <sighs> this dog drives me insane. So what was I going to say? 
your relationship with it. So you loved it so much when you were a kid. You listened to it yeah. a lot with family. And then, like, I kind of got into heavy metal and stuff. And then I started getting into bands. And then I was, like, reading stories about Jim Morrison and finding out how insufferable he would be to be around. So then I got a distaste for The Doors for a long time where I was just like, I would hate to work with this fucking guy. I'm sure when he walked in, he just terrified these fucking three nerds that are just like, we just want to play music, Mr. Morrison. And he's I, like, yeah. oh, oh, the whiskey. <laughs> like throwing whiskey, wearing the same fucking pair of leather pants without cleaning them for months on end. And he just smells and he's drunk all the time. And he's like groping women and he's bringing weird fucking people to the, the practice area all the time. He would be miserable. But with that said, very catchy music. I forgot how fucking catchy the doors are. There's some artists that you look at and you're like, they are an artist in the sense of like, they thought beyond like a certain frame of mind. Then there's artists that are like, they just know how to write catchy stuff and stay within, not, not within a box, but like stay within like a nice groove. Yeah, they are getting weird and they were edgy for their time, but just like, if you really, it's like Kurt Cobain. If you really like step back and get the infatuation out of your brain with the person and you go, ah, eh, these are kind of mediocre lyrics. Uh-huh. That's what always happened with me with Kurt Cobain. I'm not saying they're bad. I'm just saying like they shouldn't be idolized as much as they were. Uh-huh. But then the same thing happened with Kurt Cobain where now I'm going like, but is that actually a genius where you don't have to fucking transcend the mind to make something that is technically very, very good. So now I'm going back on this circle where I'm like, I think Jim Morrison was actually smarter than I gave him credit for for a long time. He just had problems. He but just had problems and it just put a distaste in my brain for a long time because I would just like, I just imagined working with him and I shouldn't do that. I was never going to fucking work with Jim Morrison. I'm spitting everywhere. I think that, no, but I will agree with you because I think part of that sheen loss for me was also just kind of learning who he was as a mm-hmm. person because it's easy when you're younger and you can kind of like i don't know if idolize is the right word yeah. but things just become more human the older that you get and you look at yeah. things from different perspectives yeah. and i Absolutely. think that uh, his personality might have made it harder for me to get into what he was doing because i would have been like yeah it's okay but fuck him right and your emotions are just raging when you're like a teenager even in your 20s you can just infatuate with a person very easily. Even if you you like, can even make up fake ideas that you would be with them, even if they're dead. Mm-hmm. You'd be like, if they were five of them, I would treat oh, them so God. well, and they could be the artist they were meant to be. And before we got to go with the dog, the today's, if you looked at Jim Morrison, he's actually not that bad of a guy because I don't know of any stories of him like raping anybody. <laughs> I don't or think like he was hurting anyone. I think he was just assault or anything like that. destructive yeah, And he so. was just pulling people into his fucking mess. So really, in the long run, Jim Morrison wasn't that bad of a guy. He was just kind of a nightmare, probably, but to he be was, around. Uh, yeah, but people have to take responsibility for their actions. So just because you have problems doesn't give you the okay yeah. to whatever. Like, he's still... If he was an asshole, he was an asshole. Right. I don't think that what he did as an artist should change that like because of who he, he was. because he can be this and he can be that Absolute and they don't have to have any effect on them absolutely dog break <laughs> all right dog breaks over <laughs> yeah dog break dog break 
Santa Claus is coming, I can hear the reindeer. Santa Claus is coming, I'm gonna slit his throat. Santa Claus is coming, I can hear the reindeer. I'm gonna pull that old man down by his chode. I'm going to hurt Kris Kringle. I'm going to break his stupid neck. I'm going to hang him from a tree. And then I'm going to... Take a pee on Santa Claus, on Santa Claus. I'm gonna take a pee on Santa Claus, on Santa Claus, on Santa Claus. I'm gonna take a pee on Santa Claus. You're welcome. Most fucking beautiful song ever. That was a uh, that was a from the heart. How I feel about Santa Claus. <laughs> Fully improvised Santa Claus love song. You're welcome, Santa. Thank you. Let's get back into this album. Let's move along to the next song, which was the only A side single from this album. Album, I said. Album and the Chipmunks. <laughs> Album! <laughs> Here's You Make Me Real. I enjoy this. There were certain songs that pulled me back immediately. I would, and yeah, yeah, stuff yeah. like this did. Because this is fun. It's yeah, catchy. It's catchy. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, I went through such a stubborn phase where I forgot how catchy was like. Isn't it Probably a bad thing. the most important thing. You know what I mean? But then I look back on like all the stuff I wrote, and I'm like, well, this is actually catchy. I was going for catchy, and I didn't even realize I was going for fucking catchy, but I was going for catchy. And then like all the metal songs I truly love, even the extreme ones in that world are catchy. There's Not- something that catches you, yeah, and grabs yeah. you, and pulls you in. I don't think there's anything bad about that. Plus, I really like the harp chord sound in the beginning. Mm-hmm. This is just like good old American blues, man. They don't want, I, I think grimy without feeling bowling alley grimy. I do like the recycled lyrics that we get here in a little bit. What do you mean? Just because he used them in the song already? No, in a different song. Oh, I don't know if I ever noticed okay. that. In the, on this album? I can't remember what the song is. Oh, wait. I can't remember what is what the song is. So I could just be equating it to something else that it isn't. Because sometimes I'm just wrong. <laughs> sometimes. sometimes. It's coming up. I think it's so weird that there's like... A, a, there is a bass in these songs, studio-wise. It just doesn't happen live. Uh, uh. Uh. Was that the section? Uh? No, that's I the reused lyrics. Doing, uh? <laughs> no, it's some ad libbing that he's getting ready to do that he's already. Oh, is it go like this? Father? Yes. <laughs> you got to roll now, baby, roll. Didn't he do that on another song? Uh. Roll, baby, roll. Oh, uh, all night long. Yeah. I knew, uh, yeah, so I knew it was familiar. So he's reusing that, which I think is interesting. Yeah, that's just an old timey blues thing. It's like, roll me, baby. Well, I guess that this you wasn't. Know, like, cons- pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. I guess they went <laughs> deeper into the blues sound on the last album, LA Woman, really? than they did on this. So this is kind of more of a touch. I like a touch of blues. 
I like BB King blues. I respect and stuff, but my God, I can't listen to more than one song of that. Just constant. Dun, 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 dun. You well, know my baby. Bum, bum, he bum, don't bum. get into noodly things. Yeah, noodly. I'm fine with the solos and stuff. I'm just saying that that type of blues can lose my interest very fast. Like a classic Melta, Delta blues, Memphis blues kind of stuff. Just doesn't hold my attention for a long time. I respect it. I know that it's like very, very important, especially to rock and roll and stuff like that. But just doesn't hold my attention for a long time. So when somebody takes like, like a hippier rock and roll side to doing blues, and psychedelic rock, baby. Yeah, yeah. I, it it connects with me more than like a like a Delta blues. Well, one thing that I think also connected with a lot of people is this next song. According to what I read. This song was never a single, but uh, a lot of people liked it. And I think it was on a movie that also got it a lot of attention. Here's Peace Frog. Wasn't this in The Water Boy or something? I do not know. I don't remember this being I've in The Water Boy. I've not seen The Water Boy many times, but I feel like there's like a part of this that's in an Adam Sandler movie. Huh. And I could be wrong. I don't know, but it's funky as shit. So I've always really liked this song. As someone who would pick out the songs that I enjoy, this is definitely one I've always liked, and I still enjoy it. I like the bass. Yeah, I don't know. Why did they... What's the story on that? Why there was never, like, a live bass player? He's just doing it himself with a keyboard? With the left hand? Is it, is it like Spinal Tap? Like, well, I have two hands. I could use the left. Well, let me look, because I know they did have more people... Studio-wise and all that? Yeah, yeah, so... As far as actual bass guitar was Ray Neapolitan. Lonnie Mack, who was on the first and last song of... Uh, last songs of the album. So he really bookend this album. So, yeah, those two people. Ray Neapolitan and Lonnie Mack, which Lonnie Mack has a page, so... Influential trailblazer of blues rock. Who is he involved in, with? fucking rules it's true psychedelic it sounds I think like he was cream just a musician too. i don't think he ever like did his own just a classic studio musician guy who can lay it so. the fuck down yeah i believe so so that's why you don't normally get the uh bass because they, there weren't bass players in the band they're only based because they brought guys in to do it. Yeah, I just don't know why the decision was ever made. Like, especially if you like have a successful first album, why wouldn't you just? Hey, let's hire a bass player. Maybe to bring it back to the 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 roots sound versus the more like I guess I wouldn't even say whimsical, but they took it in a different, more oh, experimental place know, on the I last have, album. I mean, their whole career. I don't. They had bass in the songs. It just seems weird to not do it live. I don't know. Maybe it was just hard to have a big band. Maybe those were the only band players who could truly handle Jim Morrison. Jim Morrison. <laughs> <laughs> so every band player or bass player just never uh, could never last. I wonder if it's one of those deals. I can't remember who said this, and it might have been The Doors, but it's like uh, I couldn't handle. We couldn't handle four fucking assholes in the band. I can't imagine five assholes in the band. Something like that. I'm paraphrasing a bit. I felt that way before. Like, 
oh, I don't want to deal with this other person because it's going to be a pain in the ass. So let's just keep the band this way. <laughs> let's just deal with the mediocre thing that's happening. I, it makes sense. I mean, it's definitely holding you back. So that's... Holding me back! Holding me back! I guess you just don't want it as bad. I don't. I just want to go to sleep most of the time. Actually, no. That's not you at all. No, you're right. That's me. <laughs> That's me who hey, drank more wine than she should have last night and then promptly put herself to bed at like 10 p.m. I don't know if you noticed. I went straight well, to fucking bed. I, know, I noticed that I went to go play on the old golf simulator in the back and then I added a layer of that banner and I started hitting. And I was like, I hope it's not too loud. And I walked out. And as soon as I opened the door, I just hear, <laughs> I was like, must not be too loud. And I ended up playing like full 18 holes of golf on the simulator. No, I heard it as I was falling asleep, yeah. but I was too, I was too sleepy. Too sleepy. I also just don't sleep for shit. So that's part of it. But yeah, I have a little bit of a mush brain today because I had a little more wine than I should Old have. mush brain Michelle. I what kind of wine was it? Tell the people. Do you even know what it was called? I don't remember. It was some fruity stuff. Is I white wine? You don't drink the red wines. Most red wines have too many biftanins in them, and they give me diarrhea. So white wine, even <laughs> though it's highly acidic, it's... Biff, biff tannin gives you diarrhea? Yeah, do you know who that is? Isn't that Biff from... Yes. Back to the future? Yeah, but tannins are what oh, are I know. I got the joke. <laughs> red wine. I just didn't know tannins gave people diarrhea. It can. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. And you're affected by that? I am. By any amount of tannins or just too much tannins? I don't know. Like, Can you drink any red wine and be okay? I don't like one glass. think so. I think it also has to do with the amount Gotcha. It's hard to not, and I'm going to say this, it's hard to not uh, drink the whole bottle of wine. <laughs> it's good. You're just hanging out. You're hanging out with a cat who's being cuddly, and you're just like, yeah, I'm watching fucking Garfield Christmas and yeah, Frosty and yeah. whatever the fuck else, and I'm just sipping on this with my dinner. And I get it. It's hard to not drink the whole bottle of whiskey. I completely understand. Th- that's pure fucking insanity. <laughs> and I can acknowledge that I had too much. Oh, I would acknowledge the next day when I was apologizing to you and begging you to stay with me. And then you'd be like, oh, hair of the dog. Gulp, gulp, gulp. Okay, let's uh, go along to the next song called... I thought you liked Jim Morrison, so I was trying to be as drunk as possible. It turns out you didn't. <laughs> Blue Sunday. I wore the same leather pants for six months. Turns out they were pleather. See, total bass man right now. What if you went to go see this live? You're like, my favorite song is this. Especially that bass intro. And then you just got to deal with Manzarek on the fucking keyboard. Is he even the keyboard player? Yes, he sure is. I would think that there would be some sort of compensation for it. Either... I think he just did it on keyboard. Maybe some extra drums... Well, no, because the organ was going at that time. Yeah, he's got a left hand. <laughs> That's a lot to ask. <laughs> or they also just hired just studio people to play bass well, I don't think on they shows. Because what I read was after they had that whole thing with him exposing himself and then there was that march, I guess a lot of their, their tour was canceled. Oh. But they still were going out and playing shows. And they worked to get some of their fan base back that way. Hmm. So they really got hurt. God damn it, happened. Jim. You fucked everything up. Now we have to work twice as hard to just get people back. Mm-hmm. 
I said I'd show you my penis. My is penis real is to that? yours. Or is it just the Doors no. movie that I have stuck in my head mm-hmm. where he's like, you know what I said? Yeah. <laughs> I think that's pr- probably what it is. I, I don't think there's actual footage of that happening. And all Throat McGee did a really good job uh, on that Doors movie. Throat McGee? I can't think of his name. So you just miss... Wow, I thought you were making like like an opposite analogy. You know, no, the like, guy with the hole in his throat. We watched a whole fucking documentary about him. He played him in this movie. <laughs> That's what I'm talking. I can't remember his Val name. Val Kilmer's the man's <laughs> name. I thought you were trying to talk about the guy who made the movie. It's an Oliver Stone film, right? I think so. I didn't know you were going for old hole in his throat Val Kilmer. <laughs> I couldn't remember his name. I never came up with it. You did. You know what? He'd made... I don't remember that movie and from like reviews I've read and heard from other people talking, but that's other people's opinions, that it's not like the most well-made movie and it's like just... I don't know, but Val Kilmer as Jim Morrison... Was great. Was fucking perfect. Some people are just phenomenal. At impersonating people. Mm-hmm. And he just had that look in his eye. You know, Jim Morrison has that kind of like dim-witted look in his eye. Like, he doesn't look like stupid. He just looks like He's innocent. not there because he's probably fucked up. He looks like innocently dumb. But like, you would be like, oh, Pie-eyed? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, even that picture where he's the famous one where he doesn't have the shirt on and he's doing like the, the cross Jesus thing. Christ pose. And he's got that necklace on. Uh, even there, in the eyes, you're just like... There's just a little bit. Something's not there. <laughs> Some little chromosome has been tweaked a little bit. Well, but we're talking about his brain now, <laughs> I guess. But I see it in his eyes. I've always said I can see it in people's eyes. Well, I think you can usually see it in people's eyes when there's a chromosome Whoa! problem. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. That's not what I meant. That's not what I meant. Move along, move along, sir. But that's what you said. So we have one more song that we're going to listen to until we take a break. So, so this we are is the end of the Hard Rock Cafe. This next song is the end of the Hard Rock Cafe. This is the end of A Side. So then we go to the Ship horse, of Fools Horse and Motel afterwards. Yes. So I guess they didn't actually get permission to take the picture on the oh, front really? cover of the album. There, they had asked, and the guy said no. And it was like the cashier or something, and he like went in the back. And they they were like they just got into place really fast and go, someone go, go. outside yeah <laughs> just snapped the picture and did it without permission. Yeah, that's fucking rock and roll, man. And then I guess the back of the album has a picture of the Hard Rock Cafe, which was not far away from the Morrison Hotel, I believe, is what I read. That could be incorrect. Uh, I just remembered a funny story about this album about uh, Daniel Beasley, my good three fingered friend. Fingered friend. Fingered friend. I'm pretty sure that he's only... That's how he wants to be known? <laughs> well, I I don't think he hides it. He no. does drum. But, uh, yeah, he does. So he has he's a good he's drummer an too. eight-fingered friend. My eight-fingered friend. Uh, him and some other band geeks. We all went to New Orleans for the band trip. We went to this old record shop place that had, like, memorabilia. And they had a signed Morrison Hotel vinyl by Jim Morrison. We were like, wow, that's, whoa, look at it. Daniel was obsessed with fucking Jim Morrison, and Adam was obsessed at that point, too. I had already been through my phase as a young child. Uh, so we asked the guy, and we're like, how much does that cost? 
And he goes, I'm just going to make up a number here. And he's like, 235. And we're all like, oh, I think if we all chip in, we could get this. We could like share it. And then we like look at the guy and he goes, 1,000. 235,000. And we're like, oh, we cannot chip in and get this together. But I remember we were all like in the sky for a second and then quickly just rammed into the dirt by our nose. But it was cool to see a signed Jim Morrison, Morrison Hotel final. I mean, he is a rock icon. Oh, yeah. Whether you like the guy or not, whether you like the doors or not, it's just like Jimi Hendrix or Clapton, anybody, he fits right in there. Yeah. And he's one of the people that died at 27, right? Yeah, he is in the 27 club. I don't think that he wasn't talented. I just don't feel that he was as, I don't want to say iconic because that's not right. He just isn't this, like. He just wasn't as insightful as you think he is. There's some, like, it's, I, don't, I hate to just say pedestal, but there's there's something that people raise him to that I don't think he deserves to be raised to. I'm not saying that he was bad. I'm not saying he was a hack. Hey, I'm going to sneeze. And even you had him on the same pedestal. Right? I absolutely so, did, but mine was later in life because I didn't listen to him as a child. Right. Mine was early adulthood. But I didn't. It wasn't like I want to fuck this guy ever. Yeah. I wasn't like sexually attracted to him necessarily. I I did have a DVD. I think I still probably do of Led Zeppelin, and I was kind of under a spell of Robert Plant for a second, but not because of his face. <laughs> um. So yeah, what was his package? It was it was part of his body and how he <laughs> delivered. And he would wear really low cut pants. He would pants. go like this. He would go like this. <laughs> Yeah, but he doesn't have a gut like I do. So that still has a little bit of a face drawn onto it. <laughs> God, you are a child. So uh, I'm a child. I say fools. I just don't think he was a genius. Maybe that's what the what I'm just trying to say. Just like I, Kurt Cobain. I I also yeah I don't think he was a genius. I think that they were talented. I think that they hit at the right time. They too. were influential. They did. Things that people still love them for to this day, and that's powerful and important. If they're if people are still listening to, especially the Doors' music, fifty fucking years later, fifty plus, mm-hmm. it, it he did something right. So are I'm the not, Doors I'm, still in the conversation with kids and not kids? But I mean, like, if mm, like I wouldn't if think you're so. getting into classic rock, are you getting into like the Doors, or are you getting into? Maybe rock. not immediately, but it also just depends on what your parents listen to and what you're exposed to, I guess. Because I don't think my dad ever had, and I could be wrong, but I don't remember him having actual like Doors music that he purchased and would listen to. I think I just remember the Doors being on the radio. So I didn't have the same sort of relationship that you did, oh, Jazz I, I remember being put on the vinyl player at the Williams house constantly. Not in my life, baby. Not in my world. It was a thing. They had the they had the poster, the the Jesus Christ pose poster. Jesus Christ poster. Oh. We're, we're going to uh, take a break.
Hey there, Melody Makers. Welcome to Couple of Critics Podcast presents... Guess That Melody! It's the game where each person has to guess the melody of a song they've never heard before, just by reading the lyrics. We've each chosen a song that the other doesn't know and have given them only the lyrics so each person can take a blind stab at the melody of the chorus of their song. Is Sam a regular songbird with a natural talent and eye for musical arrangements? Is Michelle going to stomp that ginger bird into the dirt? Listen on and see who can... Guess that melody! Welcome. I am a songbird with a natural eye for musical arrangement. I, That's what the intro said. Okay, well, it's always, it's fake confidence from me, so I lose almost every time, and I say that something about stomping you into the dirt, and that's never going to happen, but I was going to say, hello, everybody, let's, uh, we're here for another rousing round of, uh, guess that melody. It's been a little bit since we've done one of these, mm-hmm. and I'm... For one, am excited. I'm for one, am excited. I like the way that you talk. I talk. I talk real dumb, like. Well, it is also trash boy. It's been a long day. It's nighttime. It is been a long day. It's bedtime. I went to practice tonight, so you might hear my throat is a little bit on the. Oh, you sound deep. Yes. And there's that dog we were talking about coming back in action. Yeah, she sucks. I hate her. Hi, how are you? Okay, you want to do this, my love? Yes, I always talk about how I hate the dog on the podcast, and then outside of the podcast, I'm like, oh, I love this dog so much, and then I talk so much shit, and everyone thinks I hate her, <laughs> and then she does something like what she did last night, and then I just fucking hate her again. Uh, yep. So, yep. Uh, she's a mess. Oh, now she just bumped into the microphone. Because uh, she can hear me talk about how much I hate her, and she's sad. <laughs> All right, so let me go ahead and... Uh, beep, boop, bop, 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 oh, yeah. beep, she's sending me the text. If you don't know how this works, my wife is sending me a text right now. Of lyrics that I have not seen, except you for saw, partly uh, earlier. You, you saw the top, yeah, yeah you saw a tiny bit because I, I accidentally saw. sent a little bit to you early. <laughs> All right, this goes a little bit something like this. Tis the season, baby. Right, I see that. Rock and roll Santa, rock and roll Sanny. Sanny. <laughs> <laughs> Already rock great. And, rock and roll Santa, rock and roll Santa. Really, really rocking tonight. Rock and roll Santa, rock and roll Santa, jerking around like a house on fire, having some fun tonight. You can see the rhyme scheme is fantastic. All right, I think I'm ready. Okay, let's do this. All right, I got to do it with the snaps. Hold That's on. fine. Rock and roll Santa, rock and roll Santa, really, really rockin' tonight. Rock and roll Santa, rock and roll Santa, jerkin' around a house, jerkin' around like a house on fire, having some fun tonight. Rock and roll Santa, rock and roll Santa. <laughs> Very interesting. You went kind of like croony, almost like Elvisy. Yeah, I felt like it was like a doo-woppy thing, almost. I don't think it is, but it's what I wanted to do. Well, let's listen to the song called Rock and Roll Santa. I don't even have to tell you who it's by because you're going to know as soon as you hear the voice. Oh, sweet. God damn it. You fucking Jan Terry'd me. Ah. Really rock it tonight. <laughs> 
trying to find the note. Love it. God damn it, you dared me. <laughs> oh, I will jantar you if I can all the time. That was a, a wonderful, a wonderful time jantarying out. God damn it, I can't believe you got me like that. All right. Am I connected? I am connected. That means. Don't Jimmy like that? My love, I can Don't send Jimmy you. Don't Jimmy like that? Some lyrics across the internet waves. Here you go. And oh, it's here. It's here. And as the clock strikes midnight, only they can let us meet. Even though she's dead now, I got to see her again. Sleepless nights, sleepless nights. All right, let's see. I thought for a second that you were already going for it. (laughs) You've done that. Yeah. All right. As the clock strikes midnight, only they can let us meet. Even though she's dead now, I gotta see her again. Sleepless nights. Sleepless nights. Sleepless <laughs> nights. <laughs> I like the little tag on the end. Sleepless nights. Sleepless nights. Um... I, you know how at the beginning of this episode you said that uh, you don't stop me in the dirt and you never win, as you say, even though there's never really a winner on this thing at all. No, I'm gonna say that you definitely won this episode. Oh wow! Because Shocking. here you go. <laughs> you Jan Terry me. I King Diamond to you. <laughs> oh, it's live, by the way. <laughs> wow. <laughs> no. Ah, I love that you Jan tarried me and I King Diamond you. Our obsession that makes the other person go like, what the fuck? <laughs> yes, it's fantastic. I was so looking forward to this because I was like, I'm going to kick Diamond Michelle. And, and you fucking jantarried me. I went with the Christmas spirit and you went with the diamond. Yeah, he makes my Christmas spirit roll. I guess I could have done King Diamond's uh, No Presents for Christmas, but I think you would have picked on to that one. Yeah, I would have picked on to it. Picked. See, I talked dumb. Can we end this fucking thing? Now? Yeah, we're <laughs> done. I, I finally think I you won. You did. I, give it, I officially give it to you. Ah, dumb dumb. There we go. All right. All right, everyone. Thank you. That has been, like Michelle said, a rousing round of Guess That Melody. Get down, goblin. Podcast is back, everybody. Damn. 
<laughs> he does not like being forced to dance. We're back. We're back, everyone. I got a dog sitting on my foot. How are you, Michelle? How did your break go? Tell the people what happened. Tell to all you. the people about the break. Just tell them what happened to you on I, the break. Oh God! Really? You want me to talk about how I was peeing and the dog put her face way too close to things, but didn't yep. touch anything? I want goodness. a record out there that, so everyone knows. When I murder this dog, it's because it sexually assaulted my wife! Except that I said she did nothing. She just put her head if in a, my shorts. If a guy... In between my shorts and my vagina any, while I was sitting on the toilet. If any human did that, it would still be sexual assault. And it's grounds for murder! Yeah, humans and dogs. Stupid, dumb dogs are different. Oliver's in a sweet, loving mood right now. He is, because you got him dancing, and now he just wants to love... Apparently he's in a no. dancing mood. He ran away because he knew I was going to try to pick him up and make him dance again. Because he kn he knows how to dance. He has his own moves. He does have his own So he doesn't moves. need your direction. My favorite thing that Oliver does, and he hasn't done it in a long time, is when he used to climb into the kick drum. And I'd walk upstairs at the place we used to live at. And I'd look in the kick drum. And there'd just be a cat sleeping inside of a fucking kick drum. So sweet. Such a sweetheart so then you'd go he was over born and, and you'd rock kick and roll. it i didn't kick it i wanted to but i didn't do it no he was he is a rock and roll cat for a reason and mm. he often goes doesn't he can you summon him when you're playing music if sometimes I'm, if i'm listening to like heavy stuff or playing a guitar that he can hear the distortion of he he comes into the room he's very very interested and i don't know if that's well, none of the other cats really do. Wayne does. Wayne's been doing that, but Wayne has become your buddy. But yeah, and Wayne's a psycho. Like, if Wayne were a human, Wayne would listen to anal cunt. <laughs> would you agree? <laughs> Isn't anal cunt, like, not actually as rough and tough? And they just kind of picked a tough name, but they're just kind of goofy. They're not actually, like... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's got a quirky attitude. He's not actually crazy and tough. He's but not he like wants, war. He, but he wants you to think... That he's extreme. Well, I mean, Guar didn't make like blatant uh, Nazi sympathizing songs. So no, not like Guar. What? Who did Nazi? Ain't no kind. They have songs like Hitler was a great man and stuff like that. Oh, I wonder if Kanye likes them. Oh yeah, I don't. What's so Kanye has completely lost it and he hates Jews and he loves Hitler. And the Nazis. But he's trying to come at it as an angle as like he loves everyone, right? Yes. So so when a, when a headline would say Kanye said he loves Hitler, it'd be slightly misleading. No, because I sent you the clip. He said, I love no, not, Hitler. No. I love the Nazis. <laughs> he he like drug it out. He's <sighs> either the biggest troll or he's fucking insane. Well, even if he is trolling, that's a weird thing to choose to troll with. He's throwing his entire career away, even though there are a lot of people still supporting him. It's very odd. But this will be old news by the time you guys hear this. Is it, but it's weird. Isn't he dressing like a... He's like wearing big rain boots? I don't know about his feet, but I know he's wearing like ski masks over his face. Without the holes. Without the Because he doesn't need to see. You need to see him. He should wear a Jason mask. He should go away. Let's get or back into mask. this Morrison Hotel album by the doors. Uh, we are getting into the Morrison Hotel half. So let's begin with, We're checking in. with Land Ho. 
which I like this song very much. I wonder why this is. I wonder why the halves were chosen. Side like A, what, side B. Yeah, I know, but what makes it that? Uh, In their brain. Let me see. In Jim Morrison's brain, what was he thinking? Uh, there's some songs in the world that remind you of a person that you know. Okay. And this song right here reminds me of my good, good friend, Adam Cutter. Really? I love this song. That's interesting. Uh, uh, this. I have a very distinct memory of Adam and I being in his old black van that we used to back road all the time in. Mm-hmm. And on the back, he made a wooden bumper because it didn't have a rear bumper. So he made one out of like two by sixes and he painted it black and he wrote, I got wood on it. And more than once he had people ask him how much the wood was for sale. But that's not what he meant. But I remember we were back road and he was driving and we were listening to this song. And he looked over at me while that part happened, and he was like, Son, I'm going crazy <laughs> from living on the land. So it's just in your head. Yeah. So like, there's a few songs that Adam Cutter has burned into my brain, and just I can see him doing that. Another one is Alice Cooper's uh, No More Mr. Nice Guy, when uh-huh. he's like, uh, My cat clawed my eye. Yeah, he looked over at me while we were driving. My cat clawed my eye. So I can't not and did do that. And the cat claw with his hands oh, yeah. for the people oh, for listening. The people, yeah, he did a which little is cat everyone. Claw. And it's been stuck in my brain. And yeah, I like this song too. I like the nautical sound it has. <laughs> I do too. I, it somehow sounds nautical without him even bringing up ships and stuff. Yeah, he does. He gets ready to say no, land, ho. No, I'm saying like even if he didn't do that, oh. for some reason it still feels nautical. Not this part. Yeah, it does to me. Feels bubbly. The buoyant. Yeah, As it says buoyant. here, the buoyant catchiness of Lando. Yeah, it's very buoyant. It's a very buoyant song. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't. I'm not seeing in this skimming. They just did it. Yeah, it's just that there are multiple people have said that they prefer side A over side B. Even though this is on side B, this song is, I think, enjoyed. I think it's just the remainder of it. Which, there's really only one song on this album that I don't really care for. And it is on this, it's on side two. So it sounds like you like the side one better than just with math. Yeah, but I wouldn't. Or you but there are songs to... I like. I like I this song a lot. You I need to individually rate each song. I don't think The Spy is bad. I like average. Maggie McGill. Like there are songs on the second half that I like very much. So I don't. I don't know really what that's about. Um, you know Unless they I... just don't think that as an album, since people listen to albums, okay. that they just didn't think that it flowed very well. I never had a problem with the flow of it. But I guess that's more cemented because you had to physically flip over a record. Yeah. So it was more worth just, are you going to flip it or are you just going to, yeah, restart it? And it it sounds like more people just restarted it. Done that hundreds of times with uh, Parliament on the record player at Adam Cutter's house. Um, When when we were talking about the, or just where, like, what made them decide to call one side this and one side that? And I was like, just a decision. Then it had a thought in my mind that I never thought of before. 
Sometimes, and a lot of times, art doesn't need to have a fucking reason behind it. Sometimes art can just be, I don't know, I just did it. It just is, man. I just did it. <laughs> like, Yeah, brother. And I like that more almost. I almost like, maybe that's why I like improv so much. It's like, why did you choose that? Because it was in the moment and that's what had to be done. It just came to my mind and I had yeah. to say what came to my mind. Yeah. You need mm. to trim your mustache. I was thinking that very same thing today. I was like, I bet Michelle doesn't want to kiss me right now because I got mustache lips. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of when it curls over the top lip, but I'm in this. I didn't notice it until just now. It's long. I can do that thing where I can bite my mustache. Uh, I could like trim it now with my teeth if I wanted to. That's disgusting. <laughs> what were you gonna say before I, I move along? I don't remember that. Uh, can you tell me the names of the band members? We got Robbie Robbie Krieger. Or is it Bobby Krieger? Bobby sounds more correct, but we have here. Oh, it's Robbie. You okay, are correct. Robbie Krieger. Mm -hmm. Let me let me try and guess. Robbie Krieger, Ray Manzarek, mm -hmm. Jim Morrison, mm -hmm. and there's a one, one more. The drummer. Yes. Man, what's his fucking name? I never you, would have been able to give this to you. As soon as you say it, I am gonna. Can you give me an? You sure about that, JD? Oh, it's a uh, Jack Denniston. <laughs> um, Jack Denny. Nope. You're, you keep going with give the wrong the, first name. Give me the first name. John. You're not gonna get. John, you're not gonna get it. John Denniston. <laughs> John Densmore. Duh, I've probably known that at one point. <laughs> I, I can see him in my brain. Robbie Krieger does sound familiar. I've always known Ray Manzarek, but I think that's because of you. I'm, Ray Manzarek's the keyboard player. He's the that's organ got like, player. So. Yeah, yeah. It's got like the glasses and, and more of a square hair. head. Yeah, yeah, spiky hair. And then... Uh, well, now he has spiky hair. What's the fucking guitar player's name? He also has a butt it. chin. The guitar player is Robbie Krieger. Yeah, Robbie Krieger. He's always been like meek and small looking and a round, round head and, and bald. And then the drummer. Jesus Christ, I cannot. I know I just said I can see him in my head, but I cannot. John Densmore. He's on the top right, I believe. Ah! Yeah, yeah, he's balding. He looks like Neil Diamond. Way before everyone else, he looks like he he looks older. I don't know if he is, but he looks to me. He has an older vibe. Like I don't. Why am I hanging out with these clowns? These clowns. You look at that that picture of those four, and even there, you can see that there's just a charisma also that Jim Morrison had. Like there's just with that dumb look I was talking about. There's also charisma. No, there. there's something about him that your eyes just kind of go to him. Yep, I wonder what he's thinking. He's thinking, I want some more whiskey and LSD to chase after the cocaine that's stuck inside of me. <laughs> All right, let's move along to the next song, The Spy. I enjoy this song. I know it kind of drops down and it becomes more mellow. And I do enjoy the more, uh, you know, fun, energetic songs. But I enjoy this song. I've always liked this song, The Spy. It's so smooth. And it's fun to go, I'm a spy in the house of love. That's <laughs> <laughs> the other thing I've been meaning to say. It's fun to sing the Jim Morrison lyrics because... It's in my range. He rarely goes like where I have to work to sing Jim Morrison. And it's fun to sing it because you can like have fun with it in the exact same way that singing Danzig is fun. There's a same kind of thing. You know where he does this. I'm not as familiar with Danzig. 
Mother. Yeah. Mother. Get out of here. Yeah, I mean, this isn't um, <clears throat> anywhere near the top favorite or anything, but I don't think that the song is oh, bad. I enjoy it. Uh, there's a thing about the doors, too. <clears throat> I never really think or talk about or am impressed by the production value. It just sounds fine. You know, sometimes I'm like, oh, I love the way the drums sound, or I love the way this sounds. None of it's ever really, like, struck me in that I way. I think it has kind of a thin sound and always has. Yeah, I would agree it's thin. It's never sounded like a full band. It has always just sounded like a few guys. Even with the bass but added I, in studio. But I feel like their, their whole thing is being low-key and mellow most of the time. I would agree with that. Until Jim gets drunk and throws a bottle at someone. I don't hear the drums. <laughs> I don't even like drums. We're banging real loud. I don't hear anything. Why is everyone screaming? I'm sure he was a blast. I bet. He has no I wonder mistake. if he was one of those guys where, like, when he was not fucked up, he was like, oh, like, you're, you're great to be around. Like you're an sweet. endearing pie-eyed like, boy. Yeah. Who just when wants you, to be a star. When you drink, you become a fucking animal, and I hate you. Not everyone can handle it, which is sad because a lot of people are talented and there's a reason why they're given a chance and then they just kind of throw their shit away. That certain charisma. Yeah, but people can still have the charisma and and let things die. Oh, they can let things die. I'm just saying like it's a shame when there's people who have that charisma and they still just and they don't even know they have it. Like I think that's so much in there that they don't even realize it. He didn't know that he was a, he was special, even though he. I feel like he was. I think he knew I he think was. He, there was an arrogance to him. I'm sure though. he was inflated, but I think. Otherwise, he would have been more considerate of other people's feelings. I wonder if there was imposter syndrome, too, in his brain. Mm, if he doesn't you know, deserve like, it. Yeah, because I mean, everything I do, by the end of it, I'm like, nah, I'm a hack. And then everyone's like, no, it looks good. I'm like, nah, I'm a hack. Like, no, it sounds fine. Like, what are you talking about? That was great. And I'm like, nah, I'm a hack. <laughs> I think that's just the thing with people being their biggest critics just across the board. I think that uh, even people who were blinded by things are still questioning things, whether or not they're outward about it. Oh, that's a good point. Whether Or whether they're even conscious about it. That, but I think some people also just don't want to vocalize things that they may still have those thoughts, but it's not real if I don't say it or acknowledge <laughs> it. People are like that. Like Freddy Krueger. If you don't talk about him, he'll go away. Or just how people think that they can manifest things. Oh, uh, yeah. Which, I mean, manifesting is really just you want something, so you're just kind of like working towards it low-key <laughs> and like I putting agree. yourself in that direction. I, I don't agree. know if it's technically I think, manifesting. I think like a vision board it doesn't work because you wrote it on a magical board and like you've asked the stars to do it for you. It worked because you keep seeing it and you're like, Oh yeah, I got to keep working towards that. <laughs> That's what happened. Yeah. So I just think it's, it's just a weird way to say that. I don't know. 
People want everything to be magical. Although sometimes weird shit does happen. Speaking of magical, I do have my What's magical friend right here. I cannot remember. I watched it last night. I always want to call him like Snidely Stan or something like that. He's an asshole magician who throws his hat away. Even the rabbit. I want to talk for a second about Frosty because I have some I have some opinions about Frosty. So no one has ever talked about how the rabbit and Frosty um, is the reason why everything happens and that he is the best. He won't come out of the hat for the magician because the magician is mean. So then the magician says, I quit, and he throws his hat away. And then the bunny jumps out because he says, good, fuck you. Yeah. And he runs away out of the school, away from the man, the mean man. And then uh, the, the wind just blows it off. And then so he travels he, with the girl to the North Pole or try, yeah, to get uh, Frosty help. When it gets cold, Frosty's like, get your animal friends to help build a fire. So then the fucking rabbit goes and tells his animal friends and they build a fire for the girl. When Santa comes, the rabbit fucking talks to Santa and tells Santa to, hey, come in here. And then sees the girl crying because Frosty died because this piece of shit magician. His name is Professor Hinkle. That's right. He, uh, he closed the door in the greenhouse. But... Yeah, I don't understand that either. I, re- I remember it being something like Professor, Professor Hinkle, in short, tried to kill a little girl. Yeah, because when he came, he blew the fire out. He put the fire out that was yeah, warming they, the they little girl. They built a fire so this girl wouldn't die. Thank you. Someone's been hitting my nose. It's been driving me crazy. It's cat hair. Thank you. Uh, huh? He came and oh, he yeah. blew the fire out. He was out. like, they made this fire to make this girl not die. And then... How is he not cold, too, by the way? Because he's, he's just, full of hatred and blood and boiling rage. I guess so. And then he just comes rage. along and he sees this girl and he's like, hee hee hee, I'll blow out the fire and you will die, little girl, and I'll get my hat back. It's fucking insane. And the rabbit's name? Hocus Pocus. Mm-hmm. Hocus Pocus was the bomb. That's right. It turns out that if I were rating this movie and like had to choose a favorite character and everything, Hocus Pocus is by far... Even better than Frosty because Frosty oh, yeah. was just like, do this, do that, and yep. the fucking he was bunny very bossy. Did yeah, yep. Hocus Pocus is the man. I agree. And the least favorite character it would be is this piece of shit that I've had for a long time, Mister Professor Hinkle. Yeah, and I'm gonna choose the little girl. He, this guy is messy, 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 messy. Fuck that guy, Mister Hinkle. And Calm I, down. but he's right here with me. He's zip-tied to the mic stand. Right <laughs> Don't around give the away throat. my production secrets. Right around the throat. Let's uh, listen to Queen of the Highway. Yeah, Professor Hinkle's actually a corpse that's just been tied to your microphone stand. I also enjoy this song. I do too. I don't understand the hate on this second side. Maybe they just don't think they tried as hard or something? I think it's a slight bit more uh, floaty, a little bit more... I don't want to say experimental, but it's the only word that's coming to my brain. It feels more uh, out in the desert almost. You know what I mean? No. Like you've gone on a trip. Okay. Like the first part seems like the safe part. This seems like the... Once the mushrooms have kicked in. Yeah, a little bit. Or like you've hit... Or you've hit the highway. I was about to say, where you hit the highway. Oh, he kept trying to find a way to get down. And, uh... Goblin. Oh, hi, Oliver. I've always for some reason attributed the road and like being on the road to the doors as well 
because they were writers on the storm. Writers on the storm, Roadhouse Blues. Uh, in that Doors movie, he like sees the Native Americans on the side of the road, all fucked up from that accident. It's just like a big desert road. Yeah, there's like a crying Indian with litter at his feet. It's Everywhere, and it's actually an Italian guy that they just made look like a Native American. Fucking Wild. crazy. Oliver just went under that uh, donut bag design sheet. It's making the dog very interesting and wanting to fuck with things, so she needs to fuck right off. Clem, you're getting your female parts uh, murdered in two days. I can't wait. Do a little horn action there. I like that they didn't completely abandon. Maybe that's why people didn't like it as much, because they felt like it was closer to the Soft Parade, which was the previous album that they didn't like. I enjoy the I soft like that parade. sound, man. I do too. I'm I'm fully on board. But again, I think it's maybe different if you're there during the time and you're actually watching Absolutely. them move away from what you love about them. Absolutely. It's easier to become disenchanted because I didn't listen to Foo Fighters for a long time and then have now kind of gone back and listened to some things and enjoy it when I didn't before because I just yep. wasn't on board. Yep. I always think about that when I'm hating on something at the time. Then I'm like, I hope in 10 years I'm not like, well, it turns out it was actually good. I was just being a prick. And it's, I don't, it being good is, I don't even think necessarily the right thing to say. It's just, because I would never say that it's bad. It's just whether it's for me or not. Because I don't think it is bad. There are things that, many things that I think are just bad, like Taylor Swift. That shit sucks. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm sorry. Travis is the topper Travis of the tree. Travis is right on top of so the tree right there. I should be more Boom respectful. Boom is also but... zip tied to the tree. <laughs> yeah, but that's not something we will ever agree on. Guess who bought zip ties yesterday at the hardware store? <laughs> Guess who's going to be zip tied and shoved into a trunk soon? Clem? No, me. Oh. Yeah, for my birthday, which is coming. Actually, if by the time you guys listen to this, my birthday was a couple days it's ago. True. Everyone wish Michelle a happy birthday right now. It's belated. Don't worry Shut about up. it. Shut up. They're trying to wish you a happy birthday. It doesn't matter. I'm not important. Jeez. All right. Let's sing the song, guys. Him. Everyone go. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Yeah, let's go. Happy birthday to you. It's time to celebrate your birthday. It happens every year. We eat a lot of broccoli and drink a lot of beer. And many more. On Channel 4 and Scooby-Doo on Channel 2 and Gilligan's Island on Channel Myland. Did that work? And watch this dumb on Channel Thumb. Uh, what was that song called? Queen of, Queen of the Highway. Oh, that's right. I just enjoy that vibe still, man. I'm not uh, I yeah, I'm I'm on board. And it, and it doesn't feel in the in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't feel like that much of a departure. I don't think so. From doors. But like you said, we're looking at it from like a bigger a different image, perspective being in it at the time. Probably different. Yeah, it happens. Uh, let's move on to the song that uh was written, I guess at the beginning, this was written for the first album, yeah, but it wasn't ever put on an album until now. Here is Indian Summer. So this song is actually a much older than, not much, but it's a bit older than the other tracks I on I missed this. how long it had been around before. 
It was written for the first album. So this the first album. This song was written in 1966, but huh. it wasn't never actually put on any of the albums. Oh wait. And this came out in 1970, so they held on to it for a few years. 66 was the first album. 67, I think, was actually the first album. Oh, the Doors came out in 67. Bands back then just fucking. Let me look it up. But they hammered uh, albums pretty, out. Yeah, they, they did. Mm-hmm. It would be like two albums when I found a year. Out about Hendrix. Discography. Yeah, The Doors and Strange Days both came out in 1967. What? Waiting for the Sun, 1968. The Soft Parade, 69. Morrison Hotel. 70 and then LA Woman 71 and then Morrison died like I think a few months later. Jeez, hitting while it's hot. That's fucking wild. It, technically uh, five years. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Just think about bands now. They're like, we've been together for 40 years. And we haven't even had one hit, let alone all the <laughs> the known things that the Doors have done because people obviously know things that aren't necessarily released as singles like Peace Frog. I swear, Peace Frog. I'm gonna look that up. It's a, uh, it's wild. Like there's just certain artists that, when they were on, it was just like flowing out of them like water almost. Just mm-hmm. we're just writing and writing and writing and writing, and you're like, and you're writing stuff that's like, to me is like the soundtrack of me growing up. And <laughs> you just did it in like two years, and in some cases, you did it in one year. I mean, Cream, how long? Cream was together for like two like, years? Yeah, a very short amount of time. And there's songs that are like heavily important in the rock and roll world that Cream made. It's fucking wild. It makes me feel so insignificant. <laughs> Born in the wrong goddamn time. I'm not a fan of this song. <clears throat> I don't think it's necessarily terrible. It's not very long, thank goodness. It's only two and a half minutes long. It's just not for me. Which is always the safe way to say it at this point without offending anyone. It's just a little dull, right? You just get a little bored? I just don't feel like there's anything that appeals to me. There's no substance as far as I'm concerned. It is a full-on filler track. It's the real dive into the psychedelic portion and the real... uh, It feels even more deserty than the rest of the album on that part. Like almost the end of the night and you've been camping... In the lonely, lonely desert. For some reason, the whole time, I'm just seeing, like, desert scape and, like, lizards running across rocks. But, like, in the evening, as the sun is going down, yeah, and yeah, it's, like, yeah. getting ready to be nighttime, which in the desert... oranges and shit. Which I assume in the desert is really scary at night, because, like, cold. the temperature fucking drops, yeah. and it's just, like, vast darkness. And depending on where you are, rocks move by themselves. Yikes. Um, <laughs> luckily, Indian Summer is followed up by the last song on the album, which is Maggie McGill. With Indian Summer being a song that I don't really enjoy, I think it, it quickly is pulled back. I'm pulled back with this song. Mm-hmm. And here's finally when I can talk about a tone that I really like. His guitar tone is perfect for this intro. It's not like I wouldn't sit there and be like, this guitar tone is great by itself but for some reason in this mix with the drums and the bass it's effective yeah it's just perfect and you know what I should give more credit to the production because it still has that snare drum sound that I really enjoy where the snare is really like it's got a lot of that snare sound to it whereas like if you get in the 90s and 2000s especially in metal it's more of like a ping sound I like that classic old Beatles, Led Zeppelin, 
Doors, Hendrix, Snare Sound, Jethro Tull, anything in the 70s, it sounds like, <laughs> in the late 60s. So this song in particular, as he says in this song multiple times about going down to Tangy Town. Yeah, what is that? Do you know? I don't, but I know someone named Tangy. So you imagine someone going down on her? No, the whole thing is people <laughs> down there, they really like to get it on. So to me, it almost sounds like, a, in my interpretation, because I know someone named Tangi and I don't know a place named Tangi, I think of it as she is an easy lady. <laughs> but I, the, the Tangi that I know is not, not at all. <laughs> so it's always just very confusing, and I feel like it pulls me out. But I don't know what Tangy Town is. What is, is it like Southern California? Tangy. Something in the desert. Town. I don't know. We're gonna find out. Well, I guess Maggie McGill lives on a hill. Well, Michelle. He it went seems down to like Tangy Town. Tangy. Is Tangy? Is it really Tangy Town? But he says Tangy Town. Scottish legend of shape-shifting sea spirit often found in the form of an old man covered in seaweed, perhaps also an unclean beach dweller or dweller seen as degraded ethereal, spiritual, or inhuman entities as in the Doors lyrics. So like an old Greg? Kind of, yeah. Fictional town, possibly in the western part of the United States, which represents the wild spirit of American frontier. I'm old Greg. <laughs> but everything is relating to... Morrison Hotel. Miss Maggie McGill, she lived on a hill. Her daddy got drunk and he left her, so we went down Tangy Town. Hmm. Nothing about being a Scottish legend who likes to be covered in seaweed. No, he just went to Tangy Town. Is old Greg in Tangy Town. <laughs> it says right here that old Greg lives in Tangy Town. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it does. That'd have been great, though, if it did. I wonder <laughs> if anybody's a big fan of the Mighty Boosh. They're going to be like, actually, they do mention Tangy Town. I, uh, your description immediately made me picture... I was thinking the same <laughs> thing. I was thinking the same thing when I said covered in seaweed. <laughs> <laughs> I did not think Old Greg was funny at all when I saw it at first, but looking back on it, I think I saw a couple of, like, I saw it last year or yeah. something, and it made me laugh I haven't a lot. seen it since it was originally a hit. I just don't think I was ready for it. Uh, you need to open your mind again? I, yeah, I don't think my sense of humor was ready for it at the time. Just, just let Goofy be Goofy for mm -hmm. Goofy's sake. And it makes me think of Maria, because she always loved it and would say it. And I think that that's probably another part of it is sometimes things get ruined when everyone's saying it all the fucking time and you're like, ugh. well, I didn't see a lot of things because I didn't have access to things that a lot of people did. So there would be things that they knew and I'd just be like, oh, I just did it from Facebook. Oh, I thought that was from like high school or something. Oh, that's where I knew it from was a Facebook. I could be wrong. I am Jim Morrison. So that album is finished. Uh, we are to the point in the podcast where typically we like to go over some things. And I think it's time to prepare for those things with, uh, you know, a song for. You ready? You good? Yeah. <laughs> Questions. <laughs> Some questions, do you want to know what I'm thinking? I got some 
questions. Hey there, hey there, can you read my mind? Will you answer me so I don't have to talk? I know it's time for questions, my dear. I'm gonna answer your questions real clear. I hope you wanna stick something in my rear. And I'm <laughs> I so badly wanted it. If I had, it would be bad if I had a lot of expendable cash and I was like. You would just break everything? I would just do stuff for bits and sometimes it would go like too far. Like just then, I would totally have thrown my guitar and into just a camera. Yeah, yeah, I would have. And then, and then, but you would have been like, what the fuck are you doing? And I'm like, it's funny. And you're like, no, it's not. It's because I don't think just being a destructive little boy is funny when I had a little brother who would ruin my things. <laughs> so for well, me, it's, it's, it's very different. aggressive out of nowhere. Like, it, really, that's what it is, I think. It's just very aggressive. Oh, uh, yeah, that's a big part of it. I'm not a big fan of aggression. Mm. It, it makes me mad and defensive pretty fast <laughs> as well. You can say I've been uh, conditioned. I've been a little shampooed and conditioned <laughs> for shampoo that. is better. Why did I choose this? I could. I really struggled to come up with something between this album and another album. Um, is that because you're having trouble coming up with things, or it was just this one or this one? This one or this one, but okay. I also wasn't having anything else pop out okay. because I. Sometimes it's hard. Well, and I've had the other album on the table since the beginning, but I've not thought that it, it was time yet to give it to you because I, and I still don't know if it is, even though I could, but I think you're just going to hate it no matter what. Okay. <laughs> um, but this felt, this is something that I've been wanting to kind of revisit. So I think the hesitation was also just me pushing against myself and not wanting to go down this road again for whatever reason. Because I'm not anti-doors. I guess I just thought I kind of made up my mind. And I didn't feel like reevaluating. But it's not that big of a deal. Welcome, just, welcome back in, Doris. I don't, know why, I don't know why I was so weird about it. But I, th I really think that learning about how hard to handle an irritating Jim Nor or Jim Norton. Jim no. <laughs> Sam got me the best uh, gift because I was going to buy tickets to see Jim Norton, but I didn't have the money at the time because I have to get the dog fixed. And Sam said, I need something to give you for your birthday and I don't know what. So I'll just cover them. So happy it's been, birthday. It's been great. Like twice now, just in time, Jim Norton's done something where I can be like, Oh, perfect. I can just pay him and he'll take care of it. And then I know it will be a fucking great gift. And it, you'll be like, <gasps> it sucks that I have to wait for four months, but I'm, yeah, but I'm getting ready to buy tickets to a concert. I'm to wait a year and a half minimum. So it happens. I'm super looking forward to it. But uh, as far as yeah, what I think you also looking forward to Mateo Lane, Ah, I didn't know if you would be interested or not. He's very quick-witted. I, mm -hmm. I just enjoy people when they have funny in the bones, mm -hmm. as one of my favorite comedians would say. He's funny in the bones. 
funny in the bones. So what do I think you thought when I gave this to you? I think that you were not expecting it. Sam, what did you think when I said we were listening to this album? I definitely didn't expect it. I was never... I Honestly, I never know what to expect unless I caught you listening to something. Mm-hmm. But that never happens either. So I don't really ever know what to expect. But it was a little bit of a... Oh, like, this was never even like... On your radar? On the radar at all. And sometimes that even happens with things I choose. I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe I didn't think of that until just now. On your radar. So it was also, but opinion on like getting through it wise, it's the doors. I knew I, I was actually excited to go through it again to reevaluate as a 37 year old and not, and like starting to more make sure I'm separating art from artist Mm -hmm. in most things. And I think that's Unless possible, like depending on what happens. Unless you're a crazy white supremacist. Unless you're Phil and Selma. Anyway. <laughs> so, how many times did you listen to this album? Do you know? I lost... I didn't lose count because of... I lost listened to it a bunch. I started it a bunch. But I listened to the full four times. But I would start it going to sleep a few times. Because it's really good going to sleep music. So... Just because I it's heard familiar the first three songs eight or nine times but yeah it's familiar it's got an edge to it the first songs do a little bit still just because i don't know jim morrison just has an attitude yeah yeah oh and i thank you i love it when when he screams when jim morrison screams because i like going back in history and hearing people like even old soul artists sometimes they're like and they go up and they're like doing a shriek otis wedding would like scream yeah and i'm like yeah it's been in society the whole time. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, if you just put a guitar behind it going, dun, 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 that's when people are pissed. Because it's different when it's just a taste versus that's what it is. Oh, no. Yeah, I agree with that. But there are some artists where they sang and screamed. Mm-hmm. And they would still be like, why do you have to scream? Why can't you just sing all the time? Be Paul like, McCartney would scream. Yeah, and I fucking love his scream. He's got a great I agree. Scream. Like, he, Helter Skelter was great. Yeah, yeah. And so it's because art, he made metal it sound artist, metal. Metal artists should want to sound like that scream. Yeah, because it's raspy yeah, and it's yeah. full, and but, yeah. but it's probably awful for the throat because it's just screaming. Maybe. The, the, actually, when you do it right, that's when it starts to sound the most full. So so I listened to it full. I, I don't remember exactly. I think it was like six times roundabout. Okay. Um, least favorite song for you, I'm guessing Indian Summer because... Of the same reason that I don't like that song. I just don't think... <laughs> oh, am I going to guess yours is Indian Summer and you, we can just play it? That it works for me. Summer? It just doesn't... For me, it doesn't really contribute much to the album. Are you also like me where it doesn't bother me? It doesn't irritate me. It just... I just stop paying attention. Zone out. I only... On the last is- listen, I skipped it halfway through. Yeah. But this... I mean, this is fucking bland Yeah, to I me. just zone out. So it's just... No real substance. Like, I for need me. to be on mushrooms and in a room with it playing loudly to be interested in that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then I might be like, oh, yeah, I'm feeling it, dude. Or like an Omnimax theater. Yeah. Are you excited about that? <laughs> I'm really excited yeah. about going. I've been wanting to go to an Omnimax theater for a while now just because I haven't gone since I was a kid. And uh, we're going to go to one uh, mm-hmm. the day before my birthday. And I'm nervous because I uh, got vertigo however many years ago. And ever since then, I feel like I can get nauseous pretty easily when it comes to motion. 
So I'm, well, you're not actually moving. I know, but... but I'm so worried when that light tunnel's coming at us, I'm going to be like, oh no, I feel like I'm spinning. Well, I don't think it's going to be very full. So if we, I, I think it'll be fine if we sit on the aisle if you need to leave. Oh, we don't know. We're not sitting on the aisle. We're sitting right in the fucking middle, right in the center of this light sphere coming at me. Well, you don't know where the stairs are. I don't know how that theater is. I remember how it is. I'm, I'm going to be fine. We'll see. About I'm a man. <laughs> All right. So this one is tough for me. Most favorite song for you. This is also tough for me. Um, I assume it's in the first half. I would think for you, your favorite song, my guess is. Um, gosh, this one's tough. But I'm going to guess Peace Frog because I really don't know. No, you're not there. Can I give you a second guess? Yes, please. Is it Ship of Fools? No, but you're getting closer. Is it Land Ho? Yes. Yes. I love the guitar riff. Uh, It reminds me of Adam, so that's got a little edge to it. I fucking love that line, even without Adam doing it, but the... Son, I'm going crazy from living on the land. There's certain lines that Jim Morrison does that I'm like, I think you were a little bit mad. Mm. And it's that line. It's things like, uh, Father, yes, son, I want to kill you. That's like my favorite Jim Morrison kind of stuff. The dark, weird. And the drums are so good. And you would like bounce when they would play this song you know what i mean i've always loved this song very much so yeah i agree with that with all your sentiments it's just a nice song but i don't have that extra adam memory what do you think my favorite song is land ho it isn't but it's it's probably can i have a second second yes Peace Frog. Yep. <laughs> and it has also a lot to do with the beginning. I love the beginning. This song reminds me of you. When I first heard it, or when I heard it again for this podcast. So I've listened to I it? I thought or? of Rhonda, your original car. Oh. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Because, like, that's when you're, like, you're wearing your, like, door shirt a lot. You're wearing, like, a lot of floaty hippie girl skirts. Smoking a lot of pot. <laughs> driving around. <laughs> Those were the fucking days. the red little Honda named Rhonda. Oh, that wasn't a Honda. Oh, it wasn't? It wasn't a no, Honda named Rhonda? No. What was it? I don't remember. Well, a little red car named Rhonda. That's it was when Rhonda. I fell in love with you. <laughs> but I'm you would it was earlier in our relationship, so you were scared to play things around me. Mm-hmm. We would go back so, running and I would just have things turned down, playing yeah. but turned all the so way. So you're playing things if it's hearing things. It's things like this mm-hmm. and Led Zeppelin. That's what we're listening to. Not one like Fiona Apple song or never. Or I remember Rufus was a big fucking hurdle that it took you a long time. I uh, I wouldn't. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> for sure. And now you listen to fucking anything around me. And you don't give a shit. That's not true. Really? That's absolutely not true. Yeah. I still have things. I would never. Are you, well, okay. Are uh, you doing it because, you know, it, I'm in the room. And it's not because I'll make fun of you. It's because I'm just there. And it'd be like me listening to Norwegian black metal around you i guess or is it because you don't want me to be I like think, what the fuck is this i think when stuff like that has happened it's just that i'm like i have like a buzz and i don't care i ah, guess gotcha that's, right. that's part of that because you've listening. made me feel bad multiple times <laughs> i'm sorry it's not my intention 
It's just the word that sucks comes out of my mouth too easily. No, well, you did the thing where you read lyrics with two different artists. It oh. was Kelly Clarkson and Boys to Men, <laughs> and made fun of it. I mm-hmm. like, uh, but I, but that's the thing. I, I, for example, like Mariah Carey, I've, I've never just given you like an album to listen to on your own. No. Like you. Ha- so it took it has to take this podcast <laughs> yeah and i all find ways to like sneak songs in which i actually did make you listen to that one uh live album but it was like eight songs and then we watched the concert yeah. as one to kind of like on this podcast yeah the uh mtv unplugged so it made it a little easier to handle because it was so short <laughs> i'm afraid i'm af- i'm scared to give you certain things because well, i know that you're not gonna like it just like i assume you don't play everything around me but I don't, I do, I don't because I don't want you to be uncomfortable. Well, I feel that way too. It's not because I'm afraid you're going to say something about it because I'll be like, well, you're just wrong. <laughs> I'm like, this is the best thing ever. <laughs> I wouldn't necessarily say something. I just rolled my eyes so hard that you could hear them. Oh, and I would laugh and I would love it. But at the same time, I don't want you to be miserable. I'd rather listen to something that we both enjoy and neither one has to be put in discomfort you know what i mean yeah that's why i don't listen to stuff in front of other people but when i'm listening by myself it's a lot of dark throne lately all right <laughs> so back to the questions uh i started listening to this when i was in my young adult i would say like 18 19 probably influenced by my sister somewhat also influenced just from being into that music from that world at the time um I originally, I don't remember the first time I listened to this album because I do own some of the Doors albums and I would listen to the Doors in, in full. And, uh, uh, but I think I just, I liked it a lot, but it wasn't, it wasn't as important to me as other things because I was able to walk away from it easier than I have mm-hmm. many other things. Um, but as far as what I recommend today... I don't know why I feel like that's a really hard question for this album because the doors have been around so long. You you, you kind of like the sound or you don't. Um, I don't know that you're going to be opened up to anything necessarily at this point in time. I wouldn't look at like a kid and say you should listen to this. Okay. If I'm a kid and I'm getting into classic rock and I've already said like, I like Led Zeppelin. I want to get into the doors. Would you recommend this album or another doors album? Uh, okay, I would I would recommend this album okay. in that sense. All right. Uh, would you listen to this album again, Sam? Uh, this album? I mean, I would say yes because like I like all these songs, but I won't just because it's not what makes it to my ears. You know what I mean? So I want to say yes, but the answer is actually no. <laughs> like you know what I mean? I love all these songs, or not all of them, but I love a lot of these songs. I like the Doors a lot. I'm always gonna always have a spot in my life and in my heart for the doors but i just don't the door it just doesn't pop in my head for when i'm like what do i want to listen to it's just not what like gorgasm's gonna pop in before fucking the doors does so but if you put it on the road and stuff it's a perfect road album for us mm-hmm. zero out of ten all over the rock and roll cats <clears> hmm <throat> I'll give this album a, an 8 out of 10 Rock and Roll Cats. Okay. It's a, it's, I know what? I'll even bump that up to an 8.5. It's an all-around good album. Uh, it's fun to listen to. There might be... 
Uh, the Doors might be one of those bands that I like more of like a compilation where I would want the songs that I like most. Mm-hmm. But I'll give this an 8.5. Okay. What about uh, you? It's hard for me to also do this because for some reason I want to compare it to other things. And I don't ever compare it to other things usually when I'm rating stuff. So I don't I don't know why I have such a pull and push with the, with doors? the doors. I don't it's know either. It's so weird. <clears throat> um, like you feel like someone's judging you for saying you like it? Like you're going to see be feel lesser than? I just don't <laughs> feel very confident in in my feelings because I just I I don't know what it is. I I really don't know. It's not like an aversion, but there's something there that I don't know. I'm going to give it a 7. Gotcha. I gave it a higher score than you. Fun. Mm-hmm. You give it quite a bit higher. I mean, I you give it 8.5. I mean, when you I don't listen think it's to it, it's bad. You the whole album and you get through it and there's nothing that makes me miserable. No, but I think that, see, that sucks because then it did make me want to listen to the soft parade and I did the other night. It yeah, was enjoyable. So Give it a 7.5. I'll give it an 8. An eight. I'll give it an 8. I'm it's an 8. Five. Girl, you got it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So describe this album in one word. Oh. Desert. Or, or coyote. Coyote. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to say a phrase. Okay. I'll accept a phrase. Roll, baby, roll. Okay. <laughs> All right. So we are done with questions. Sam, you are uh, providing us with the album, I assume. Uh, that will be for the week of Christmas. So, Sam, what's next? Well, Michelle, you'd be mistaken in thinking that it was an album. I I, uh, I was racking my brain here trying to figure out what means something to Sam with Christmas, you know? Okay. Let's try and go into the season here. I didn't want to pick something cheesy, just like some dumb metal Christmas Better not album. be the Santa Claus, because I, I hate that motherfucker. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Tim Allen? No, I'm just. My, Is that the one you're talking about? My yeah, but I was talking about. It was uh, It was. It was on the docket. I watched that so much it's when I was chosen, a kid. I'm not anti Tim Allen. Oh, it's funny. I'm sure it's still funny. There's yeah, still I'm sec- sure. There's still sections of Home Improvement that were funny. And I still want to taste that little girl's recipe for hot cocoa that she had been working on for like thousands oh, of yeah, years. Yeah. Um. And we're definitely never reviewing the Death Metal Christmas album I release, so... We'll, we'll see. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> we are actually going to do... It gives us a little chance to talk about a whole... A whole a whole world at the same time. What a little that world one? that Jim Henson created. The Muppet Christmas Carol is what we are watching. That's right. Starring Kermit the Frog and other... Cast of characters, including Statler and Waldorf, or Marley and Marley. Whoa! Get down, dog. Get down, Doglin. Get down, Doglin. Get down, Doglin. Get down. Thank you. Thank you. You're getting slightly better with listening. Slightly. Slightly. Not when she's excited, though. When she's excited, all bets are out the fucking window. (laughs) But there you go, Christmas Carol. Muppet Christmas Carol. I'll go ahead and give a little sneak preview. Excited. 
I love this movie. Nice. And I am very excited good, about this. Good. I kind of had a feeling it was going to hit. I did not see this coming. So yeah. that's pretty cool. I figured it out while I was pooping. Oh, that's always <laughs> a good time to do it. So, uh, yeah. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Yes. We appreciate it, as we always. Really, do. really, really, really do appreciate it. You're still putting goddamn Jan Terry in the podcast. I got to tell everyone there's another update. She has not stopped listening to Jan Terry. And I never will. It is not a novelty at all with you. It is... You truly, truly enjoy. I shared this with Pam and she liked this song. She'll even still sing. It's a good song. I can't can't deny. Get down, Goblin. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. Bye. Tell your friends. Jan Terry. That Jan Terry rules. <laughs> and come back for the Christmas episode. Yeah. That's going to be fun. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. <laughs>